Welcome to the Beautiful Illusions Podcast, where two friends, Jeff and Darren, ponder the intersection of reality, consciousness, and culture. These conversations comprise an ongoing attempt to construct meaning by exploring art and science, enriching our understanding of the context underpinning our current moment in time, and imagining possible futures for human civilization. Of course, we don't claim any special knowledge, expertise, or insight into any of these topics. We just enjoy learning, thinking, and talking about big ideas, deep questions, and the beautiful illusion that is the subjective human experience. In today's episode, Vacation, the Pedantics and Semantics, Jeff and I go on the road and conduct our first ever remote recording. Using the context of an annual trip with friends to an old farm-style hunting house in picturesque western Vermont, we discuss our perceptions of what is and isn't a vacation, our personal preferences when vacationing, the various different purposes of vacation, as well as how the very idea of vacation itself might impact how we perceive our everyday, non-vacation lives. It's a fairly loose conversation that connects to some of the larger themes and ideas we've been exploring all along, and even features a bit of participation from our first ever audience member. As always, a complete set of show notes with links to almost everything we discuss or reference can be found on our website, beautifulillusions.org. And now for today's episode, Vacation, the Pedantics and Semantics. Darren, how you doing? Jeff, I am living the dream because it's 10 o'clock in the morning and I'm in Vermont and I'm on vacation. What vacation are you on? I'm on the hunting house vacation, but I'm only really here for the weekend. So is that a vacation? I'm here with you at the hunting house <laughs> and I think we're on vacation. What do you think? I don't know. It doesn't feel like vacation to me because we came up on Friday and I'm leaving on Monday morning. You're leaving tomorrow on Sunday morning. So, you know, you're not even here for really two full days, and it doesn't feel like that's a vacation in that short a period of time. So I think we should set this up a little bit, because obviously this is a little contrived for our opening, but why don't you frame this conversation that we're having a little bit better? So we are at a hunting house in Vermont. Uh, We don't actually go hunting, but we've been coming to this hunting house for debatably between 10 and 20 years. Well, definitely more than 10. Yeah, we can't quite figure out exactly how many. I I think the first time I came here was when I was 26, so about 18 years ago. You weren't here that first time. Nope. And we come with friends that we've known since anywhere back to when you guys were four. And me, I met my friend, our friend Dave in second grade. And we hang out. And a couple of us actually go into the woods and go hunting. And then a few of us hang around in the hunting house and sit by a fire and drink some beers and enjoy each other's company for the weekend. Yeah, pretty much. That's exactly how it goes, right? And so we had this longer conversation about what does it mean to take a vacation? You know, how do we define what a vacation actually is? What's its purpose? And to me, when I think of the idea of vacation, it's definitely leaving the place where I normally am, right? So I'm leaving my home. That's definitely like one prerequisite. But then the second piece is that I'm really going to do something that's kind of atypical from what I do in my normal day-to-day life. And it's definitely lasting more than just two days. So like this to me, 
aside from the fact that it's definitely away from what I would normally do, it doesn't feel like it's long enough to call it a vacation. All right. We have a question from our audience member. We've never had an audience member before. We haven't. We're recording live in front of a a live studio audience. And part of this transition is a man named Richie Bradley. Richie Bradley, how long have you been coming to the hunting house? This is our 39th year. This is 39th year. So part of our friend Dave, his father, Russ, initiated the hunting house 39 years ago with friends that he had known since forever. The four that we initially met were the Rugman, the rug rest man, his soul, Polly, Russ and I, and Russ and Richie. Richie passed in 2012 and Polly passed in 2014. So what is your question, Richie? Or what is your comment? He's talking about vacations. I'm going to, he doesn't feel like he's on vacation. And I think maybe he doesn't feel like he's on vacation because his family isn't here with him. Most of the times he goes on vacation, you're with your family, right? Yeah. Okay, so that's interesting. So Richie brings up the fact that it's not vacation if you're not with your family. And we've been asking the other friends how they would define uh, vacation. Hunting House Phil, which is how I know him, (laughs) because it's one of Dave's friends from later in life. Hunting House Phil earlier said that vacation to him involves family. But it's also interesting because... Occasionally, we want to take a vacation from our family because <laughs> our family can be challenging. Uh, I'm wonderfully challenging. A family is the most lovable and uh, annoying thing one can <laughs> encounter in life. Well, and I also think, like, if you think about vacation, like any concept that you're introduced to as you are, you know, becoming a person and growing up, almost certainly the first vacation you ever took was with your family. Right, you were a kid. You didn't have any power to leave your normal life and do anything. You know, you were your parents would probably set up this idea that hey, we're gonna go do a thing, and that thing is vacation, right? So, so right from the get go, vacation is always gonna involve family, at least initially. You wouldn't have even had the ability to take a vacation without your family until you know much later in your life, and at that point. I don't know if you're considering it like vacation. I'm, I'm thinking back now suddenly to like college, right? Where, you know, spring break, for example. Did you ever go on a, like a spring break trip? I did. I did some of the classics. I, you know, I did Cancun. I did Acapulco. And I did, actually we did, uh, which we'll come back to, we did Disney World. Yeah. And I went to Bahamas, you know, uh, the only time I actually did like an actual trip. But, you, you know. You did a cruise too, right? Well, that was part of that. Um, you know, another time I went with uh, a friend who you know well, uh, your wife's sister, to her home state of Texas and, you know, hung around there for a while. And I don't know that I considered the spring break trip. Like, I'm thinking about it now. Like, did I think I was going on vacation? And spring break is like the analogy I'm thinking of here is spring break to vacation like cheeseburger to sandwich. Yeah. You know, I think it is one of these things where everybody probably has a different, slightly different mental model of what vacation is and like when i think about it i think about getting on a plane and going somewhere or like maybe going in a really long car trip what's which is hilarious because the last time you were on a plane was how many years ago uh at least 20 it was pre 9-11 i haven't been on a plane in the post 9-11 world so when i hear people talk about like all this stuff that happens at airports like i i have no actual first person experience of that um but i still associate travel and vacationing with getting on a plane and going somewhere. And I don't know if that's because I've just seen the image so many times. Or when I was a kid, I didn't go on a lot of family trips to faraway places. You know, my only vacations that I 
would actually really think of as vacations were getting on a plane and going from Connecticut to Florida to go to Disney World, which happened for me three times throughout my youth. And, you know, maybe when I was in like kindergarten, then grade school, and then the last time in 10th grade. And any other time I was going anywhere with my family, it was usually like a much shorter car trip to go to like visit my cousins in Massachusetts, which is only like a two hour drive away. Or a lot of times it was like going for a weekend because my brothers were hockey players and we had a tournament in like New Jersey or something like that. And we were away at a hotel for the weekend, but we wouldn't really refer to that as vacation, you know? So I think my formative concept of vacation was like getting on that plane and going to a place, you know, and that's just always reinforced by media and TV shows and all kinds of stuff like that. My image of a vacation from my childhood is actually back to what you were saying earlier, uh, family, going with family. But it was going to see family. I, I had a grandmother in Florida. and we. So my image of a vacation is actually packing up the car and then being in the car for an extended period and then arriving somewhere else. Because my other grandmother was in Pennsylvania. It wasn't as far a drive, but it was the same thing. We would go there every Christmas, every 4th of July. She had a camper. We would go off to Seneca Lake sometimes. And so my that's my image of vacation. I don't know, was it an actual vacation? It was visiting grandma, but it was a move away from everything i just and i just have to share this one image that came in my head earlier when you were talking about like being six and not having control of your vacation i just couldn't help but picture my six-year-old elvin coming up to me with like a backpack full and saying dad i'm going on vacation this weekend (laughs) where are you going elvin what are you gonna do the thought is absurd right because of course it can't happen right you know like maybe they would pretend We'd probably pretend when you're kids, like, hey, we're going on vacation, if they knew what the concept of vacation was. But how would we really define what is a vacation and what is the purpose of taking a vacation? I'm actually going to pass on that question for now and come back to it later, because I just want to talk about why this idea of vacation got stuck in my head. Um, You went to Disney World this summer. Yes. And when you came back from Disney World, you were talking about how Everybody thinks they need to go to Disney World. It's kind of one of those things you think you need to check off as a box. So it's a, it's a vacation that everybody thinks they need to take their children on. They need to have the experience of going to Disney World. But you had a different take on that after you got back. Yeah, well, my take was that going for that reason alone is misery, I think. Because, you know, when you actually do go to Disney World, number one, it's a really expensive trip at this point. It's, it costs a lot of money. Number two... It's crowded and hot and depending on when you go and it requires so much advanced planning and knowledge of what's happening that you really do see a lot of people look like they're not having a good time at all. You see like a lot of crying kids, what looks like stressed out parents. I think the other pressure of it is that, you know, it's the happiest place on earth. It's like, we're just going to go there. And just because we're there, it's supposed to be this amazing thing. And, And I just feel like the reality of it and uh, what you're being sold, like in terms of an idea and what you actually experience, so much of that depends on your own, what you're bringing when you arrive there, like mentally, you know? And so for me, it's like, I want to go there, not because I feel like it's a place I need to go. It's because I actually like going there, you know? And I don't know why, because it really, that's another thing to me that it seems like the kind of thing that I shouldn't like based on all my other preferences. But for some reason I do, I think part of it is like nostalgia, from these experiences when I was younger, but it really got me thinking about this idea of like, why go there? And how is that a vacation if 
people are going there for this reason of just checking off the box if I went there and they're not enjoying themselves. And I've been thinking about relativism for a while, and I'm probably going to keep talking about this over the next couple months. And I've been trying to like pin down the type of relativism that I'm thinking about because I'm not thinking about like moral relativism. I've been thinking about what I'm currently terming subjective relativism. The idea that we each enjoy different experiences in different ways, which is perfectly fine and acceptable. And when you talked about vacation that way, I kept thinking in my head, like, sometimes we don't recognize subjective relativism and we feel like we need to do things that other people are doing, even if we don't necessarily enjoy what that other person is doing. It's the whole idea of, like, if somebody is liking a song, I also need to try to pretend to like this song. If somebody is going to Disney World, I also need to go to Disney World and pretend this is my enjoyment or what I like. So that kept rattling through my head. Because then I think about why you like going to Disney World, and it kind of makes sense for me in that realm. Why do you like going to Disney World? I think I like going there because to me first let's start off with this like i really love being home like i could spend a week in my house and be totally happy and literally never go outside like just like watch movies play video games do but you know like that so for me if i'm gonna leave my home and travel somewhere to go do a thing i want to have an experience that's like completely completely like almost a fabrication a thing that i couldn't possibly experience in any way in my quote, normal life, right? So I love, you know, hiking, right? But like I live near Sleeping Giant State Park. It's a beautiful place to go hike. I love going there. And I could travel to many other places and hike. You know, like right now I'm sitting at the hunting house. I'm looking out the window I've looked out for the last, you know, 16, 17 years. And I see a mountain over there. I could probably go over there and hike up there. But I've never wanted to do that while I'm here. It's not the purpose of why I'm here. But like when I go to Disney World, like Disney World is like a complete fabrication, right? It's a, uh, what was, uh, simulacrum, right? It's a, it's a, it's a thing that has no basis in reality. It's completely imagined. It's a fantasy. And I like that idea of immersing myself. And so for me, I go there and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to buy into the quote, you know, Disney magic, like literally buy into it, right? Because <laughs> it's expensive, as I pointed out. But then I just want to experience a thing that's like completely outside of the norm of my regular life. And to me, that's worth going there for. And, and my family likes it. And I have this connection to these experiences I had when I was a kid. And, you know, I, I just like that. I also like the gamification and the planning. And I, I enjoy all that aspect of it. I think what I initially said to you when I came back was that I honestly love going, but I wouldn't actually recommend it to almost anybody because I think it's a miserable experience for a lot of people if, if, it, if you don't feel that way about going there. So at the same time as you're like telling me about this Disney World trip and the idea of not recommending it to anybody else. It's uh, We had just bought a travel trailer, a camper, which fits perfectly in my whole history. I, I've done a couple cross-country trips. I, I guess now we're in like, what is our ideal vacation? In the subjective relativism view that I'm kind of, my mind's been stuck on, the camping vacation fits me because I like to drive to new places and I do like hiking in new environments. I like to see as much of the world, as much of the United States. I haven't been outside of the country that much, as much of the United States as I can. I like my kids to see this because you're talking about like um, entering into a simulation on vacation, entering into an alternate reality you talked about when we were kind of brainstorming. And to me, like I've talked about this before with camping. Camping is actually entering into what I might even call 
a, a more real experience because you are that much closer to survival than you would be in your normal life. Because when I tell people that I bought a camper, I get various reactions. Like some people are like, oh, that's awesome. You're going to have a great time in that camper. And then other people, I could like see the visceral stress in their face because having a camper is not easy. It's like having a second home, a much cheaper second home that you have to take care of and maintain. And then you have to drive this camper on the road. And it's a new challenge to your whole life. And that's to me like a cross-country trip. Everybody always idealizes the cross-country trip as this awesome romantic thing, but it's it's also a challenge. Like sometimes your tent's going to get knocked over by wind. Sometimes you're going to be stuck in the Grand Tetons while it's just raining and you're going to sit in the tent all day. This is what me, you, and Dave did on our cross-country trip we yeah. took post-college. So to me, vacation is this whole thing where I am leaving my normal environment. That's definitely a part of it. Uh, but I'm also entering into a challenging experience. I would say that your Disney World is also a little bit of a challenging experience for your brain. Yeah, oh, it's definitely a challenging experience. Right now, the way it's all set up, you know, and I'm not going to go into all the, you know, Disney stuff, but, you know, it's, it is like a game. It's like this thing you can win, right? You could know a whole bunch of stuff in advance. You're there, and all the guests are players, and... You not waiting for a long time for this and you strategizing this and you getting up at this time and not being there at the hottest part of the day. It's all like a game. And it's like me and my family, we're winning the day every single day, day after day and having all these experiences. And something about that is appealing to my mind, right? And I'm not going to Disney World to relax. If I want to relax, to me, the most relaxing thing I could do, honestly, is stay home for a couple of days and just basically do nothing, you know, bake some bread and lay around my house. You know, to me, just the, the concept of going anywhere already is less relaxing than just staying where I am. So, you know, I'm not a person, and I started thinking about this when you were talking about, you know, the relativism concept, and I'm, I'm just thinking about like preferences, right? And and reasons for why we do things. So, you know, you could travel because you want to see the world. You just you just want to see and experience new things. And some people, we've had this conversation, right, in our... That would be vacation. That would be vacation. <laughs> Thanks, Richie. Uh, some people would really like that. And you, we had this conversation, as I was saying, in our pizza episode. You always appreciate a new experience. Whereas me, I'm trying to recreate this past experience that I know I liked. When I went to Disney World with my family for the first time four years ago, or whenever I went, 2018, I think it was, I literally recreated the exact trip I took the last time I went to Disney World when I was in 10th grade. We stayed in the same hotel. I had this whole thing in my mind. And then when we went again recently, I did the same thing again. You know, there's a million different things I could do there, but I'm not even going to Disney World and trying different hotels every time, you know? And if I go back again, which we're already talking about in two years, I'm going to go to the same place. I'm not prioritizing a new experience as much as this different experience. Whereas it sounds like to me, you're taking your preference and you're saying, I like this thing here, but I want to experience it in new places and experience some new things. Whereas to me, I'm not thinking about it quite in the same way. And I'm, I'm content to not see the world, you know, like I don't, I don't need to travel. I don't have that like compulsion in me. And I think part of it is maybe an unconscious justification for the fact that I just really do enjoy staying in my house. So I've made peace with the idea that I'm not going to go see a whole bunch of different things. And, and it's makes me feel better about being home. I, you know, I don't know. And so it, it, it curbs my FOMO, I guess I'm not 
worry that I'm missing out on all this other stuff because I know I can't see everything. I'm, I had so many thoughts in my head <laughs> while you were talking, and because I'm three quarters of the way through my first beer of the morning, and it is 10.22 a.m., and we're recording this, most of those thoughts dissipated into the slow, uh, buzzed phase that I'm currently entering. Um, um, they might come back to me. I, and what I'm realizing is there's like so many different ways to view vacation. And I think that's great that everybody has their own kind of version of vacation. Because you were talking about this before. Some people like going to all-inclusive resorts and just letting their brain rest for a while. And then as teachers, we have summer vacation. And I've realized pretty early on that I can't just dive into summer wanting to get stuff done. My brain has just been working like uh, constantly a cognitive challenge constantly on trying to get kids to think analytically. And I just need a week where my brain gets to uh, consolidate maybe everything that I've been thinking through the course of the year. And then I could dive into the summer, Uh, bringing it back to here. To me, we're at this hunting house. I'm drinking a stout. It's become a tradition. You and I share a stout every morning at the hunting house. We had a Neal's donut. Uh, we <laughs> both shared a Boston cream. I'm already thinking about the baking egg and cheeses we're about to cook and have for our, I guess, second breakfast. That's for the donut. Yeah. And like the, you've, you already have your whole meal uh, criteria. To me, this is a form of vacation. Uh, and it's the form of vacation where it's maybe like somebody else is going to the all-inclusive resort. It's a short one. But it's also, I guess it's also very contextual because as a teacher, uh, November is a big deadline for a lot of things. Like I just had grades due, early decision recommendation letters. I teach a lot of juniors, so I get some recommendation letters are due. Um, I had to set my goals with my evaluator. So I was just went through a flurry. And this is every year hunting house is always this weekend. It's yeah. the weekend after all those deadlines and i just got all that stuff done and i just pushed my brain to like maximum capacity if the brain has maximum capacity and then the hunting house to me is a vacation from that a moment where my brain can shut off to some extent or you know it function in a different way where there's less stress or responsibility uh, and that's i mean we're, there's so much to talk about on vacation like even this idea of responsibility because I, I vacation in the camper which has new responsibilities it's a lot to g- cover here yeah but the hunting house to me is a vacation i so, think is my ultimate point i think i agree with that and i think i'm softening you know we asked a bunch of people uh, not a bunch the people who are here right and and pretty much most of them seem to say that like vacation felt like about a week and so i think my initial hesitation was that because we're only here for a weekend it doesn't pop into my mind in my standard model of what vacation is, it's like a longer term thing. But I think if I define it as I'm leaving my normal environment and I'm taking liberties to do things that I wouldn't normally do, like I'm not going to normally drink a beer at 10 o'clock in the morning and then have a bacon, egg and cheese after I had a donut. And then I, you know, so the food part of it, it's just outside of the norm. And this experience that I'm having right now is like an extreme version of the existence I think maybe I would like to live when I'm at home, right? So it's a it's a simulation of a possible life I could be living maybe after I retired or something like that, right? Or every weekend or but like the Disney vacation, you know, the simulacrum idea is, you know, I'm going to a thing that, that like, that's a complete fabrication. Like I can't experience that at home. I can only experience that at Disney World. There's no, nothing like that, you know, in my in my at least not right now until maybe VR is like, you know, all encompassing and and amazing. So like to me, you know, I think the, the idea, like the things that are important to me about the concept of vacation is, 
you know, I definitely like the um, the spatial thing, right? Like I'm leaving the place where I normally am. I don't know how far away from there I have to be before I feel like I'm away enough to be on vacation, but it's got to be far enough away that the home stuff can't happen. You know, like I can't do any of the things I would maybe normally do while I was home. You know, none of those chores or none of that stuff. So that's completely out of your mind, um, at least for a little while. Um, and then the other part of it is what I'm doing on the vacation is – you know, in some way, you know, uh, just different or, you know, maybe it's relaxing. I, I think relaxing is hard because I think relaxing could be the purpose of a vacation, but like a Disney vacation isn't relaxing. And I always used to say too, when I'd go out with my family to Narragansett, it was a fun vacation, but it wasn't a relaxing vacation. Well, I think our minds are programmed or not programmed. Our, our minds have the want to engage. Like all of our minds have the want to engage in a certain way. So sometimes... Being relaxed is actually stressful, like uh, or actually less conducive to what your mind wants to do. Like I can only sit around for so long before. I mean, and this is this is one of the uh, subjective. That's a subjective yeah, thing, right? And it's also one of the things of like the ideas of why we get bored. Like boredom is a necessary. This is a scientific theory right now. Boredom is a necessary emotion to encourage us to go find something to do to make us get up and want to do something. So you're sitting there and you get bored and you're like, oh, I got to go do something else. So sometimes like too much relaxing can be up for the, for the subjective person. Some people like sitting on the beach and, you know, drinking a cocktail and for a whole week and doing that type of thing. That's not necessarily my vacation. Yeah. And I, what I'm realizing is that I think each of us probably in our own subjective view have several different versions of vacation. I mean, it comes to all the stuff you're saying. This is an alternate reality. This is kind of a reality where it brings us back slightly to what we lived in college, where you wake up and your best friends are right next door to you. And then you're sitting down with your best friends and you're able to enjoy that company for the whole time. Uh, we are living in that alternate reality right now. Yeah, I think, I think what you're talking about right now, too, is like a release of responsibilities of your normal adult life, right? And so... To tie this back into the previous episode where we discussed living the dream, right? And I, how we kind of, in a uh, ironic way, started this episode where I said I'm living the dream, but did I really mean it? And what impact does vacationing or the concept of vacation or looking forward to vacation? You know, again, I always think about, does this make normal life seem somehow duller by comparison? You know, and this is a, like late in the podcast, like to introduce something as... <laughs> Which could be a probably a whole nother podcast, yeah. which is, you know, our subjective uh, experience of our normal, quote, normal life day to day versus when we're on vacation. But we do look forward to this, right? And so when you look forward to this, you go, well, I'm going to go away and do this other thing. And that thing, is it better than my normal thing? Or is it just like this thing that we want for this short amount of time and then we want to go back to our normal life? Because, you know, one of the things I love about vacation is going back home. <laughs> like I do, there's no place like home, you know, like I enjoy going away and then I enjoy going back. And I think to me, what is the overall purpose of the vacation? And, and you know, do I have a healthy relationship to the idea of getting away? You know, or is it, is it again, like one of those things where it's actually making me less satisfied instead of more satisfied overall? Yeah. It's like a, a larger version of working for the weekend. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. It's am exactly I, what just, it is. Am I just working for a vacation? Well, I th and I think we talked about this in uh, the what is life episode, like uh, the, the connective tissue being as important as the, uh, the larger moments in between. And it's so, 
It's funny. And like the homesick vibe, too. Uh, so I'm actually going to Disney World this summer. I've, I've just planned the whole thing. And we're going to take the camper we just bought. And it's going to be a six-week adventure. And like we're going to – I mean, driving down is going to be a process. We're not going to – we're going to stop – at like different spots i've already booked all the campsites you know so there's little responsibilities that i and i liked it i like organizing the whole thing and figuring it out and then we're gonna go down we're gonna stop at disney world we're actually gonna stay at the campsite in disney world and i already know that this is going to be a challenge for my six-year-old and my nine-year-old they're um they are going to get homesick at a certain point they are going to say to me daddy i just want to go home and this might be two weeks into our six-week adventure and it's this whole part. But um, to me, again, I like that. I like kind of pushing my kids a little bit on this thing that I call a vacation. I like kind of uh, challenge them to be away from home, challenging them to face new experiences every day um, outside of the norm. Again, I like breaking them out of this comfortable bubble that is survival for some reason. Yeah. That, I don't <laughs> understand why that's what I like about vacation. But I also like this vacation where I'm here at the hunting house and just drinking a beer and then just going to space out and listen to conversation and slowly interject like last night we had a weird debate about free speech versus uh, rocket launching it was, you know I, I i enjoy that too it's uh there's a there's a multitude of ways to look at this thing called vacation yeah i get, i think the important thing is to not let the vacation take over from the norm like the vacation is part of the norm yeah it, uh, it fits into the larger role of things yeah i i think that that's true and i i think that what's funny is we're exploring a concept, but we're like also trying to define a concept and to bring it back to your uh, subjective relativism idea, really, ultimately, vacation is whatever we want it to be and everybody's going to define it as something different. So your dream vacation of doing whatever is somebody else's like, I would never want to do that in a million years, right? And, you know, I guess that comes back to one of the beautiful things about life and the beautiful illusion, right? We all get to experience this subjective reality. And really what we're doing is we're acting in pursuit of our preferences in order to make it more beautiful. And vacations are pretty beautiful if uh, if you're doing them according to your preferences. I guess that was my Disney World thing. You know, like that's my preference and that's why I like it. And it's sad to me that so many people are there because they feel like they need to be there and they're not enjoying it and I feel like I want everyone to have a positive experience if you're on vacation. Yeah, well, I think recognizing that you have a subjective relativism and trying to make choices in the time you're given that fit your own preferences makes for a happier life. I mean, because it's hilarious. I'm, I'm thinking about layers upon layers now as we get more into this. We're recording our podcast while on vacation, and I'm perfectly happy I'm, i was actually really excited when i, I texted you and i was like could we record up at the hunting house and you said yeah we could definitely do that and i was like dude that's so cool we're gonna record a podcast while uh, we're on what i consider a vacation because it's something that we yeah. it's part of our subjective relativism we like doing this 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 was really fun i love yeah. when richie Bradley <laughs> raised his hand it was felt like i was here here <clears throat> i think my preference right now is for us to stop and, uh, Bacon, egg, and cheese time. move on with our, our second breakfast. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Here's to many more vacations <laughs> at the Hunting House. 
Thank you for listening to Beautiful Illusions. We sincerely hope you enjoyed the conversation and more importantly, that it made you think about something in a new way. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe and more importantly, share with your friends. The Beautiful Illusions theme was written, performed, and recorded by Darren Vigliotti and Joseph Vigliotti. For a complete set of show notes with links to almost everything we discuss or reference, corrections and elaborations, as well as other miscellaneous bits and pieces, please visit our website, beautifulillusions.org. 